Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, let's look at the monthly energy for August, the month of the Earth Monkey. Hey guys, going into the month of Wu Shen or the month of August, here we have the Earth Monkey coming in. So the Earth over the Metal Monkey. So we really are in that home stretch in the ending of summer. We start seeing the Qi decline. Obviously, after when, uh, the summer solstice, we start seeing a buildup of Yin Qi, and the days start growing a little bit shorter. This really is more apparent in the month of August and what is regarded as the beginning of fall. So the animal side of monkey is the element of metal. And of course, metal represents the season of fall. So it is where the metal is born. Governing the first 15 days is the Jechi cycle is the Jess cycle, which is a 15 day solar cycle of energy. And it comes in and brings the month of the earth monkey in on August 7th. And it goes till August 22nd. And it is called the coming of autumn. And of course, it is also in conjunction and corresponds closely to the pagan will of the year and the observance of Lunasa and the first harvest and what is called the harvesting of grain. So this is the time of year where the farmers usually get their first harvest of wheat and maize and different grains. Living here in a farming community, I'm very familiar with the the first harvest. Um, We really feel our allergies (laughs) setting in pretty good uh, once they start harvesting and running those machines. The second 15-day cycle of solar energy is the Qi cycle. It goes from August 22nd to September 7th, and it is called Heat Ends. So this is generally the time of year where it's most notably, you know, cooler in the evening and morning, and it's squelchingly hot by the time we pick up our kids from school. Also, it's notable that this month, the monkey month, generally is regarded as a month of stagnant energy. So the Yijing hexagram that symbolizes the month of August is one called stagnation. So this stagnation, it's a separation of energy, and it usually indicates a standstill. And of course, again, like I kind of mentioned, it really is that home stretch and that time of year where we're feeling the heat ending, you know, we're kind of making it through, you know, our crops are kind of at a standstill. Maybe you've noticed your grass is growing quite a bit slower. So it's just a time where the energy starts shifting into that lower, um, more yin energy to finish off the rest of the year as a buildup to winter solstice and the shortest day of the year. And according to um, different uh, Asian, Southeast Asian and Chinese cultures, Ghost Month is starting on July 29th. So this is the month that takes place during the seventh lunar month. So this is actually, it goes off the lunar calendar. And remember, they're about a month off from the traditional Gregorian calendar that we follow here in the West. So it's their seventh month and our eighth month. So the Ghost Month actually marks a period when the gates of heaven and hell are believed to be open and ghosts and spirits of the deceased can return to the land of the living. And this happens every um, lunar month in the seventh 
month. So um, I am going to read a short folklore segment about Ghost Month at the end, but I just think it's um, a really interesting festival and it's almost like our Halloween or like our Day of the Dead, except they don't do the fun trick-or-treat stuff. <laughs> Traditionally, it is regarded also as a month in the year that there tend to be more car accidents. So this month I will encourage you because this month actually is the one that clashes the animal sign of the year, the tiger. So the mon monkey and tiger are opposing energies. The tiger is a wood energy and the monkey is a metal energy. So the two oppose each other and clash as well as they sit across from each other on the Chinese zodiac wheel. So they're just polar opposites and when they meet, there is a clash that takes place. So one of the things that can actually indicate is that there you may experience a car, some car accidents or some auto accidents. I think that those numbers may be up just kind of nationwide over this month, just because that's usually traditionally so, but even with the clash, I think it may be a little bit higher than usual. So be very careful driving. And if you're traveling and you have the animal sign of the snake in your Zodiac, please be careful about keeping your documents handy and making copies as this is a, you know, a combination of animal signs can indicate you may lose documents while traveling. The same holds true if you end up traveling on a snake day. So if you're traveling on a snake day, please be very careful of documents. So speaking of animal signs, let's dive right into the animal sign forecast. Let's start with the monkey. So the monkey, the Thai soy of the month or the Grand Duke of this month, um, of course, is the animal side of monkey. So if this is present in your natal chart, remember this can be in your year, your month, your day, or your hour that you are born. There's four different animal signs in our natal, you know, zodiac chart. So if you have the monkey in one of them, one of the things that I caution people to do during the time that their animal sign appears is to just kind of, you know, take note of what they're saying take note of what they're doing. It's like, I always am reminded of the Tupac, you know, all eyes on me. <laughs> I'm always reminded of that, that song <laughs> when I think of the Grand Duke, because when your animal sign appears along with the month, the day, you know, the, the year, that means it's a time where it's almost like all eyes are on you and people are watching. So I always just caution people to be careful um, during that time that they don't do anything offensive. That's that's my biggest caution. And again, you are one that will maybe need to be careful of traffic accidents and losing documents. So if you're traveling this month, just be extra cautious. So the animal signs of dragon and rat combine with the animal signs of monkey for the month. So if you either have the dragon, uh, sorry, the dragon or the rat, you may have the potential to create a combination with that monkey for the month and it may create the element of water so it's a potential to create extra water within your natal chart remember anytime these animal signs combine they create a whole nother element sometimes and the element of water being present just can make you feel restless um water it represents a movement and you know just moving right so when you have that movement going on you could feel like a little bit restless so it might be a good time for you to travel it might be a good time for you to take a little day trip out of town take a walk or a drive just to get out of the house you know um so sometimes the excess water can make you feel difficult to kind of be restful sit down you may have trouble sleeping a little melatonin you know 
But however, I think movement is the best thing you can do when there's excess water because it's like you're moving with the current, so to speak. So I think movement helps quite a bit. So anything that gets you out of your house and gets you going, you know, um, sometimes water also can represent the thought process. So it could represent racing thoughts and extra thinking. So just be cautious of what you're thinking about. So if you focus your thoughts on good things instead of worryful things or things that you know, maybe are not so positive, then you're kind of kind of spinning your wheels and you're just wasting time and wasting energy, honestly. So maybe write those things down, put them to the side for later and, you know, say, you know what, I'm focusing on what I want to focus on right now. And that's going to be how I can, you know, create something positive in my life. All right, so the animal sign of snake. Again, the snake com does combine, and it's called the sixth uh, combination with the monkey. So it combines, but it also makes the element of water. So the same holds true for you. Um, the one thing that snakes do need to be cautious of this month is losing the documents while traveling. So again, if you're traveling after August um, 8th, when that new cycle of energy comes in, that's when you're just going to want to be cautious. So same thing, move around, take the day trip, you know, do all the things I described for the um, animal sign of rat and dragon. But you're going to want to be cautious of the documents because for some reason, when those two combine, especially traveling on a snake day during the month, it could indicate maybe you have misplaced something important. All right, so if you have the rooster or the dog, you have the seasonal combination. So these are the animal signs that make up the season of fall. So there are three animal signs that make up each season. Fall is the monkey, which is the beginning of, of the fall season, and the element of metal is a yang metal. You have the rooster, which is the element of yin metal. It's the peak of the season. That is September. And October is the graveyard of that season. So it's the graveyard of fall, and um, it is the element of earth with metal hidden inside of it. So those are the three animal signs that house metal and they make the element of pure metal. So kind of depending on what metal means to you will be a biggest indication. And you can see that on my, my blog post. I do put up all the elements. So what you would do is just follow the directions in the blog post to discover what the element means to you. And of course, message me if you don't, you know, if you have any questions, always message me. I don't, I'm not, uh, you know, trying to hold, withhold information from you guys. So depending on what metal is to you. So typically during this time, if metal is favorable to you and you have the rooster and dog, and this is actually my chart here. I combine um, with the monkey. I actually have a, a lot of metal. And so what it means is um, you could see increased opportunity. You could see increased like collaborations, um, you know, things like that. So it just kind of depends on what metal means to you. But generally it's a time where it just makes the metal super, super strong in your chart. And it could indicate a lot of events happening. It's one of the more favorable combinations where some of the other combinations, they can create just a lot of things going on or make you feel real busy. You know, a lot of events happening. Um, the fall or the seasonal combinations tend to be really favorable because they make you super, super strong in that element. It's like they're having a pure, um, element of metal. So if you have the rooster and the dog, you got the monkey there and it creates that for you. If you have either the rooster or the dog, 
you can look for rooster and dog days within the month and bam, there is your combination. And of course, the clash animal sign for the month. It's going to be the tiger. Um, this is a, it's just a little bit of a hard combination because I feel like when that tiger comes in with that monkey, it creates an energy sometimes that's like you're, um, sometimes it's called a, a, a punishment or a persecution sometimes, especially when the snake comes in. So even though it's a clash, when you have these, uh, some of these animal signs come in, mix up and combine, um, usually the tiger and a monkey creates a type of energy that is more so along the lines of helping people out. You're helping a friend and you feel like they're not grateful enough to you, or you help somebody out thinking that, you know, they would reciprocate and do the same thing when in reality they, you know, are a little more self-centered and they're just looking out for themselves. So what my advice, if you have the animal side of tiger, um, monkey or snake, so this is for all three of you guys this month, one thing you need to watch out for is helping the wrong person. So, you know, I'm all for helping people, but of course we know that helping the wrong person will only lead to you feeling like you're taken advantage of and disappointed. And so to, you know, either manage those expectations or recognize that if you're helping somebody that you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart and you don't expect even a thank you in return. Okay. So that is up to you, but again, manage your expectations and, um, you know, don't be disappointed if the same isn't done for you. So we'll take a quick sponsor break, depending on which platform you're listening on. And um, I'm going to talk about feng shui for August. So there's some really good flying star combinations coming up. And I want us to do an activation together as a collective. So let's test it out. If you've never done a feng shui activation, um, you haven't experienced the power of feng shui yet. So um, let's take a quick sponsor break and talk about that in a second. So jumping into the feng shui for August, one of the things you need to note is that um, kind of like I talked about a little bit ago with that stagnation of energy, there's a little bit of a stagnation of energy because um, when all the flying stars return to their home palace, um, it is known as what is called Fu Yin. So it's everything has returned back to the palace. And some say that the energy is stagnant. What I say is that I think we can tap into the really positive sectors for the month based on what you want to achieve. So let's look at the flying stars first. Um, they're all doubled this month, which I think means we can actually double the energy that we're tapping into. So looking at which flying stars are best and where they're located, um, the North, the North has the doubling of the one star. So the one star is known as a career and authority star, and you can activate this with movement and it represents movement in your career. So you can activate it with a fan, water, or just working in the area. So the nine star is visiting the south, and of course that is doubled this month. The nine star represents happiness, spirituality, it represents like influence and also um insight, and it can represent like passion and you know, kind of that spark of ideas, that inspiration. So we have this star visiting the south sector, it's the nine star. 
It's really good if you need inspiration. So if you've been feeling kind of flat lately, you feel like you don't have very many ideas or you just feel like things have been kind of stagnant, that night star could represent movement for you. It, it could also be really good for content creators and people that are wanting to kind of either have like an influence or get their word out. So that's really good for maybe even podcasters. So you, again, you can work in the area, you can take calls in the area, and this is one of the areas you can activate with a candle a flameless candle fan or movement and working in the area. So um, this is also an area that we're going to focus on activating on August 9th. So it's a really good date to activate. Um, you can also check my website for date selection and best dates for the month. And it does denote all this and it does tell you um, which days are best for activations. If you are an employee or you want to generate more work and more income for yourself, there's nothing better, I don't think, than the Northeast this month, this uh, sector. So again, it's kind of been a focus of the feng shui community for the year because it houses for the year what is called the number eight wealth star. So again, that is doubled this month in the area. So I think tapping into this wealth star can really create some opportunity for you. If you're one that works off like contracts, you need more clients. Um, and if you have employees, you can have them work in this area. So you can activate it with a candle, a flameless candle, fan or movement and actually work or put your employees in the Northeast sector. So if you are a boss, I don't actually recommend you working or activating the area because you want to put your employees there. Maybe you're, you can activate it for your employees, but for yourself, you can activate the Northwest sector. So it has the number six star, which is the uh, Yonga metal star. It's known as the luck star. And it's great if you're a boss because it represents like the head or the most young person in that company. So it represents, you know, the head of the company. So this is going to support you also. And, um, it's almost like an authority thing. So you can activate this area with fan movement or a candle in the Northwest sector. So looking at the last sector that has the positive stars for the year and the month is the um, Southeast. So the Southeast is hosting the number four star. It is known as the literary or education star. Um, so if you are uh, this year, you're taking tests, you're taking placement tests, or you're studying for something, you know, you're studying for a placement, maybe you're taking college courses, the East, I'm sorry, the Southeast, Southeast sector is the best one for you to activate for this year and for the month. So again, that star doubles. It also can be known as a romance star, and it can also be known as the health star. It promotes good health. So one thing you can do also is put your medication in the area and take your medication in the area, or your, you can do your health, um, you know, regimen. If you're doing stretches, exercises, rehabilitation, you can pick the Southeast sector of your home or your room to do this in. So the Southeast just really has a good energy this year. It's kind of, um, kind of all around, uh, you know, good energy, just depending kind of on what, you know, it mixes with throughout the year. Um, but this month, I think it can be really good for both um, health and for um, education. So if you are an advanced feng shui practitioner, or if you know or are familiar with um, the 24 mountains template compass for 
you know, for, to use for feng shui. The Southeast Three does hold what is called the Yearly Fame Star. You can activate this area with a, uh, you know, water, a fan. You can put three bamboo in a vase of water or movement, and you can study and take medication in this area for the year. Again, if you are wanting to attract romance, just the Southeast in general is good. But if you want to tap into um, what is called the fame star and get yourself more attention this year, this is good again for content creators. You can tap in to Southeast three, which is the area governed by the animal sign of snake. So make sure it doesn't clash you and you can activate it the way I described using date selection. And again, we're using the 9th, we're using August 9th for the activation. And looking at the worst sector for the month, the monthly shaws, we're going to just continue to take into account the Southwest sector. It just has a general negative energy for the year. It's particularly negative this year. So we haven't been messing with it anyway. It's you're going to continue to avoid uh, renovations in the Southwest um, the whole Southwest sector and the West sector. Also the North sector has that three killings for the year and um, the area of South this month will host the three killings. And um, then again, we're going to want to look across here at the clashing energy, which is already the yearly Grand Duke. So the tiger energy in the area of Northeast is associated with that tiger um, and again, you're going to just avoid doing renovations there. Um, and it d does directly oppose the energy this month. So we have kind of a weird mixture of energy this month with already being a tiger year. We have this clashing month come in with the monkey. And now the um, energy that is governing the year is clashing the month. So we're just having a lot of like weird clashing energy this month. And that's one of the reasons people say like during the month of August, it's um, you have to be more careful like car accidents and stuff like that. So just again, use caution traveling and avoid renovations if you can uh, help it. If you really need to renovate an area, if something breaks, there is date selection that can be used. And sometimes you just have to kind of go with what you have. And if something in the area breaks and it's it's needed, or you notice the city's doing digging in one of these areas and you can't help it, you know, just wait to see what happens. Don't freak out yet. Sometimes energy that's triggered is not actually done on a bad day. So it can turn out to be positive, you know. So don't freak out or, you know, be too superstitious when looking at renovations. But if you can choose and pick, I would, I would definitely suggest you do that, especially if it's one of these sectors that are afflicted by what is called the earth shawl. So don't forget to join us for the activation of energies. Um, so doing a functional activation, it really is best used using date and time selection. So I work with um, Tammy Doe this month. I think we're going to do some more work together in looking at how we can tap into some of these energies. So again, this Lionsgate portal is open. Be decluttering, cleaning your home and um, working on the inner work, you know, working on those inner inner triggers, because once we clear that out, we're going to be able to receive also, um, you know, in our physical environment, we're going to be able to receive those wealth opportunities. We're going to be able to receive, you know, the insight we've been needing. So clearing out our energy, maybe saging your home, 
getting rid of things that you maybe you just been needing to take to goodwill. So those are things you're going to want to do some purging before the Lionsgate portal is at its peak on August 8th. So we're tapping into 8-8 energy. We're going to do a wealth activation um, using date and time selection. August 9th is the best day to do that. Um, you can check the link on the website. Also, I do have date and time selection and I do try to note the days that are best to do feng shui activations. So if you miss August 9th and you're listening to this later, it's perfectly okay. Go to the website and look at um, the date selection or best dates for the month. And I highly suggest you join the meditation that Tammy's going to do and really kind of um, discussing and discovering where your money blocks may lie and helping to clear and work through that. So you're able to receive guys. I really want the audience to experience um, how amazing feng shui energy can be when you um, join it and you have, you know, really have your personal energy cleared and you're ready to receive and work on uh, both your internal energy and your environment. So join me for the meditation. The link will be in the show notes. During Ghost Month in Asian cultures, it's said that, you know, the gates of heaven and hell are open and that our ancestors are able to visit us from the spirit realms. They're walking the earth. So it's a time that um, Asian cultures will venerate the ancestors and, you know, honor them. So looking at, there's a few taboos you shouldn't do during this time. So from timeout.com, there's eight things you should never do during their Hungry Ghost Festival. Number one, don't leave your clothes outside through the night. So do not leave your clothes outside in the balcony or outside of your window. The human shape of the clothes is said to attract visiting spirits who will gladly come over to borrow your garments for the night. Apparitions may also leave behind their misfortune inducing aura on your clothes. Don't stand too close to the wall. So when it comes to posing for the gram, you can never go wrong with leaning up against a cool looking wall or having it as a clean background ground to show off your outfit of the day. Well, you might want to hold off doing that during the Hungry Ghost Festival. According to Chinese folklore, walls naturally give off a cold and sinister aura, making them major hotspots for ghostly gathering. It's best to avoid narrow alleyways, no matter how agreeable they may seem. Don't take the last bus or train ride. The last shift on public transport is believed to be brimming with invisible customers who are probably just waiting to pounce on a first vulnerable mortal that they can find. Be sure to avoid the last round of transport. You simply don't know who you might end up sitting on. This takes me back to visiting Singapore in 2018. Uh, We were visiting in August during the Ghost Festival. At that time, I was unaware. And I do remember taking a late train, so I hope we didn't bring back any spirits. (laughs) So here, don't leave your slippers faced towards your bed. So it would truly not be the Festival of Ghosts if you were safe in your own home. Rumor has it that slippers act as a compass for victim-seeking phantoms. So pointing them towards your bed is like handing out a spiritual key to your home. So I guess maybe you just put your slippers in your closet or, uh, you know, don't put them facing towards your bed. So don't take pictures at night is number five. Um, thrill seekers who dare to expose their lens at ungodly hours will run the risk of capturing ghosts in action and could even end up trapping vengeful spirits in their cameras or phones. So here it mentions the film Shutter, and that's the first thing that comes to mind. So don't take pictures at night. 
So here's one I can get behind. Number six, don't shave your legs. So apparently the consequences of hair removal stretch far beyond irritated skin and nasty cuts. There's an old saying that uh, by the Chinese that believes that each strand of hair can scare away three ghosts. So it says here, removing your personal bodyguards is tantamount to sending out invitations to a personal ghost party. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, I can avoid shaving my, shaving my legs. <laughs> uh, it doesn't bother me none. Number seven, don't whistle at night. So avoid whistling at night, regardless of how bored you are. Whistling is said to attract roaming ghosts who are waiting for someone to point them in the direction of a spooky encounter. It is also believed that those who interrupt the peace of the night must pay a penalty. So just keep quiet at night, it says. And number eight, don't put your hand on someone's shoulder. So according to Chinese folklore, we have invisible flames on our shoulders that are essential in warding off evil spirits and misfortune. So try not to get too chummy with your mates and avoid having hands on your shoulders as they might put out the, the flame. A small price to pay to avoid any ghastly surprises if you ask us. For free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review, and share with your family and friends.